Hello, everyone, and welcome back to To Have and To Roll. You're listening to the denouement of Book 2, Session 42, The Shadow Waits. Book 2 has been a very fun and intense ride, and we're glad to see you here at the end of it. We found destroying Bloodvale to be a cathartic experience, and we hope it has been cathartic to listen to as we begin to come out of the other side of the COVID-19 pandemic. This has truly been an emotional roller coaster in many ways, but the ride is completing its circuit and it is almost time to rest. As a note, we will be taking a little break after this session to get ready for book three. In the meantime, we will have plenty of updates on social media as we prepare our level eight character art, character sheets, and an exclusive interview with the cover of Night. More on that later. This session features sound effects from Sirenscape and music by Philip Melvin and Kevin McLeod. Please stay tuned after the show for a special message from our friends at Dimension Door, who can help you satisfy your need for tabletop drama during our interbook break. When we return, we will be featuring a guest appearance by Elizabeth Wilcox, so please take this time to get familiar with her performance on Dimension Door. For now, Let's descend once more into the depths of the Temple of Ergothoa, in Curse of the Crimson Throne. Hello, beautiful wife. Hello, beautiful husband. You know, it's almost like no time at all has passed mm. since our last session. Yeah. And welcome back to Curse of the to Crimson Curse Throne. The Crimson Throne. For reference, everyone, um, last night we killed Endason. I had a really great time last night. <laughs> I had a really great time last night, too. <laughs> <laughs> so last night we recorded the boss fight. Mm-hmm. We recorded everything... From the death of Rolf Lamb up to now. Yeah. <laughs> we did. So what happened? Just real quick uh, as a recap. So we had just killed Rolf Lamb. We grabbed Rolf Lamb's stuff. We uh-huh. opened a door to the south and discovered that there were some cells with some people still alive in them. Uh, yes. we, we freed them. Uh, we gave them uh, bedrolls and rations and we told them to sit tight while we cleared the rest of the area they were not super happy with sitting tight but they were definitely happier than they were previously so <laughs> that's an improvement and then and then you you found uh, uh the vampire yeah we killed the shit out of them uh yes. destroyed the golem uh went uh north off of one of the doors coming off of the catwalks that yes. the cultists were on and we found the vampire <laughs> Uh, he had um, the ocarina player we've been looking for, Ron Mirakova, yes. on an experimentation table of some sort. He was restrained. And we came in all ready to kick the vampire's ass. The vampire was like, I don't want to fight you. And we tried. Oh, my God, did we try? Um, <laughs> and we could not hit this awful fucker. And um, he just sort of stood there. As we swung at him, and he buffed, and we swung at him some more, and he buffed some more. And he was like, okay, now do you want to hear my offer? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> um, so we paid him 2,000 gold to not teleport away with Ruan. And his notes. And 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 he gave us his notes. Um, uh, yeah, if you hadn't made the deal, he would have also taken his notes. Yeah, so he teleported away without his notes and without Ruan. We, you know, we rescued Ruan. We got the notes. We uh, proceeded eastward from the area with the vats uh, following the pipes uh, to where um, the pipes were being pumped through glass chambers containing leucodamons. Leucodamons. Like glass ruined, like sealed chambers that the leucodamons could not escape. of the horsemen of pestilence. As in four horsemen, as in four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yes. Um, uh, there were a couple of cultists uh, sort of just watching over this area. Um, as three of the leucodamons had died, there was only one left alive. We killed the cultists quickly enough that they were not able to release the leucodamon, and thus it is trapped. Yes, it is. It is, seems to be bound by runes within uh, within its tank. Yes. Unable uh, to break out. So maybe maybe the Ferasmans will be able to ask it some questions maybe. before they kill it. Uh, or dis- or banish it. We then proceeded through the long boss hallway uh, that Lady Andesen was talking to us at the other end of yes. as we buffed and she buffed and we buffed and she buffed. Did you ever see it go this way and that? Um, <laughs> Goodness. Uh, so uh, um, and you you fought her. Uh, she spent a lot of time just up in the air, continuing to buff herself with her round per level buffs. Yep. Uh, we um, we and then she cast slay living on damien uh-huh knocked him out yep did not did not quite kill did damien not quite kill damien. Uh, damien uh with fly spell uh gently floated to the ground uh got some healing and woke up and meanwhile uh lenore uh chucked a spear uh her at, plus one short spear yes. at lady andason striking her skewered the shit out of her and um killing her and she yes. fell into the, the pool uh, at the bottom of the shrine to Ergothoa. Yeah, uh, that was also full of extremely concentrated blood veil, which actually infected Lenore. Um, uh-huh. Bypassed Lenore's immunity to blood veil. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's scary. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, so we we uh, we got to them before they started distributing this shit. Uh-huh. Uh, just barely. Uh, um, and yeah, so uh, we're like, okay. Uh, we took uh, six whole seconds to breathe. Then Lenore was. Uh, then somebody was like, "Hey, it's probably not good that she mentioned that there was a sacrifice that needed to happen." And then she fell into the fountain. And Lenore was <laughs> like, "No, you're right." Uh, so Lenore threw her body out of the fountain, and she floated in and midair. She floated in midair, and the water from the fountain yes. raised up out of it. And a very, very cool and horrifying transformation sequence happened as Andesen was brought back to unlife by divine intervention yeah, yeah, of additionally, herself. additionally um th- this this temple uh we've we've learned is like a temple of lasala mm-hmm. uh, and inscribed on the floor uh there is the symbol of lasala which is uh a symbol known as the cyhedron uh i don't know if you guys know it's called the cyhedron no. but um it's a but seven-pointed, it's a seven-pointed star. star um that that at each point of the star uh this temple has basins which uh contain uh, seven, fluids. seven fluids. And, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you now, um, that the things that were rising into the air and circling around in Dason, uh, were bile, blood, milk, phlegm, pus, sweat, and tears 
all of them necrotic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and Jason came back in considerably ill humor. Get it? Ha. Uh, she came back in ill humor. <laughs> good, l- um, good lord. In the undead form of a daughter of Ergothoa. Uh, she was uh, a large undead creature with a scythe fused to her arm as an enormous claw. We fought valiantly, but Lenore had to get in close. And Lady Andason killed her. The rest of the party fought tooth and nail. Yes. Pulling out everything they had, the last dregs of their strength. And now Lady Andason is dead and the daughter of Ergothoa that she became is destroyed. Lenore is also dead. Center is in the process of uh, walking out with her. Um, uh, there's loot. The, yes, there's loot. <laughs> actually, uh, um, would you? Would you? So, so uh, looking around the room, actually, uh, you would see that there are num- a number of the Death's Head coffers oh that you saw, uh, and um, um, uh, detect magic on them. Uh, Do, are any of them still functional? Most of them are non-functional. Okay. One of them is still magical. Ooh, ooh, and that was the one the vampire wanted. That was the one the okay, vampire wanted. Let's hold on to that. Okay. Uh, is that? Can we put that in the haversack? Oh, also, you obviously detect magic radiating from the statue itself. Oh, yeah. The, the shrine. Of yeah. The statue of Ergothoa. Oh yes, yes. Um, it's very powerful magic. Hmm. Yeah, we're just gonna give that a nice healthy birth. Um. <laughs> no pun intended. Huh. Uh, um, and yeah, let me just see how long enlarge or enlarge minute per level. Oh, okay. So center's still big. Um, but, uh, everybody else is going to call, Hey, help. We need help finding loot. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, so you're searching the area for uh, loot? Yeah. Uh, center, um, center will come back. Um, are you rolling or are you just taking 20? I'll just take 20. Okay. A center will shrink down to normal center size. Okay. Um, so looking through search. the space. Uh, you will actually find that there is a uh, concealed compartment at the base of the statue. Hey! Hey, uh, look at this! Within it lie a number of ceremonial instruments uh, <laughs> for various rituals. Uh, there are two grim candelabras made from human hands encased in silver. Candelabras. Oh, good lord. <laughs> good lord. <laughs> Several sticks of exotic incense, uh, you, and you can also appraise these if you want. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. There are two wands, a scroll. Well, oh. actually, two scrolls. Okay. Uh, and uh, like three, to, uh, three more blocks of incense. I would like to spellcraft the scrolls, um, and Ophelia and Cinder can appraise the other things. Okay. Um, yeah, roll, roll spellcraft on these scrolls. I'm looking for my metal die. Hold on, sorry. You can also put a card to your head and identify. I got it. You got it? I found it. Okay. That is a 34. Good lord. <laughs> Golly gee, mister. <laughs> oh, no, I did the math wrong. Sorry. Um, It's a plus 16, not a plus 19. Because um, we haven't leveled up yet. Oh. Th- 30, oh so, 31. So, uh, well, you don't identify the level... 16 spell. That, uh, no. uh, the 16th level spell. The 16th level spell. Uh, actually, cast a level 16, I guess it would be. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you identify uh, the first scroll um, as a scroll of restoration. 
Okay. And the second scroll is a scroll of raised dead. Hey! Very I convenient. Even need to pay money. And I'll just roll. I'll just roll it over to the wands as well. Uh, you find you have a wand of cure serious wounds <gasps> worth thirty seven <laughs> worth. Oh, sorry, with thirty seven charges on it. Okay, that's very good because um, Majenko's wand has two charges left oh, on boy. it. Oh boy! And Yunia's wand has one charge left on it. Oh boy! <laughs> you know what? I was sitting here like, wow, you you really uh, you really uh, getting your money's worth out of these wands. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really did. Uh, the other wand is a <laughs> wand of remove disease with eight charges. Oh, now they give me a wand of remove disease. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, it looks like I have three items that are very important for bringing Lenore back. Um. I think uh, we'll look for the rest of the stuff, and then we're going to get out of this, like, nasty place and maybe move to a place that's oh. a little quieter and bring oh, Lenore and back. the, the um, <clears throat> uh, magical incense that you find. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, is, I need to appraise that. Sorry. Uh, well, no, no, no. Uh, the magical one. Oh, uh, yes. There's one that's radiating uh, okay. moderate enchantment magic. Ooh. You identify that as incense of meditation. What does that do? Uh, and I'll just go ahead. I'm going to put the description in our uh, game chat here. Okay. Ah, the small rectangular block of sweet-smelling incense is visually indistinguishable from non-magical incense until lit, uh, or when you cast detect magic. When it is burned, the special fragrance and pearly-hued smoke of this special incense are recognizable by anyone making a DC 15 spellcraft check. When a divine spellcaster lights a block of incense of meditation and then spends eight hours praying and meditating nearby, the incense enables them to prepare all their spells as though all their spells uh-huh. as though affected by the maximized spell feat. <laughs> what? Yeah. All? All. All of them. All, all of your spells. As though affected by the maximized spell feat. Yes. However, all the spells prepared in this way are at their normal level, not at three levels higher. Yeah, you get three blocks of this. This is broken as frick. Oh my god! So if Unia ever feels like they want to be blasty, yeah. Um, on, and and you know the great thing is because of the way clerics work, on whatever day you decide you want to be blasty, you can just do it. Yeah. Unia's like, I'm going to prep nothing but flame, flame strike. strike. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like the best blaster spell. Uh, um, oh no, blade barrier will be really good. When you I'm going that. to cast nothing but flame strike and blade barrier. Amazing. Prepare yourselves. Prepare yourselves. Actually, does max my spell? Does that also affect healing spells? It does. <gasps> it's like- all. It's all variable. All variable numeric effects of a spell, so that would also maximize your healing. So, so they'll prep nothing but cure spells and blast spells. <laughs> you might as well unfollow me now because this is the only thing I'm going to be doing from now on. Holy shit! Well, I have, I, I can do it three times. You can do it three times. That is so cool. That's very cool. Oh my word! Um, on Andesen herself, uh, on the body of Andesen that is cracked open, like a uh, like a cocoon. Like, like from stomach all the way through to the top of the head. Oh my god! Cracked open and hollowed out. Uh, you find uh, four potions of bark skin, or sorry, two potions of bark skin plus four. Oh, okay. Uh, that's um, caster level nine. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So there's two of those. Yep. Uh, uh, a plus two breastplate. Okay. A plus two vicious scythe. Ah, yes. 
Uh, oh, Lenore's going to get an upgrade to her breastplate. Neat. Uh, a belt of mighty constitution. Okay. Uh, plus two. Plus two. Okay. Uh, a cloak of resistance, plus two, which is also bearing a symbol of Urgothoa, much in the way that the one that you got uh, from the ship was. Oh, and we can't even take it to Togamore anymore because he moved away. Yeah. Uh, a headband of inspired wisdom, plus two. Okay. An onyx, unholy symbol of Urgothoa. Uh, worth 200 gold. That, uh, in a pinch, I guess you can use to cast Animate Dead? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably probably giving, like, the advanced template or something if oh you do Oh, my goodness. It. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not, not going to do that, and though. And then you also find 27 gold, 3 silver, and 3 copper. Ooh. Um, okay. I think I'm going to give Unia that belt of constitution. They don't have a belt yet. Um, oh, did you roll a praise for the uh, the treasure that you oh, found? Oh, let me, let me do that now. Um, yeah. So I'll have Ophelia roll first. She's got a plus yes. six to appraise. That is a 22. Uh, Unia helps. And Center does not help. Uh, so 24. 24. Uh, yeah, uh, that will be enough. Uh, you will gather that the that the gr- that the candelabras made from human hands encased in silver are worth 150 gold each. Okay. There's two of them. Candelabras. <sighs> And then the other, the rest of the incense uh, collectively is worth 450 gold. Okay. Okay. Um, do you, are either of those sellable as treasure or? Yes, they would count as treasure. Okay. Um, Oops. Additionally. Uh, oh, right. Um, now I will require a separate spellcraft for the death said coffer. Because sure. it's, uh, it's, it's plot relevant. So. Yep. I'm on it. Come on, Damien. Natural 20. Look at 36. you 36. Uh, so typically engraved with numerous skulls, this metal coffer allows the safe transport of infectious substances of up to tiny size. Closing the lid seals in the contents and holds them in stasis, rendering them immune to aging or any damage. Uh-huh. In addition, any infectious material, such as the body of a creature that died of disease, is preserved for as long as the coffer is closed. A death's head coffer, uh, coffer's dimensions are approximately four inches by four inches by six inches. So it can potentially hold several tiny items. Mm-hmm. A death's head coffer can spread infections between items. Any item placed into a coffer with a disease-ridden item, something capable of spreading a disease by contact, becomes infected with the same disease. For one week after being removed from the coffer, the newly infected item can spread the same affliction as the disease-ridden item to any creature that touches it. Oh my goodness. So it wasn't just that the people uh, became patient zero when they took the money out of the coffers. It was that the, the coins from the yes. coffers were still spreading the disease too. Yes, it does say, for example, if a coin is placed in a death's head coffer with a rat infected with the shakes, any creature that touches the coin must succeed at a DC 13 fortitude save or become infected with the shakes as well. Okay. And if I had to guess, given the contents of the fountain here, the disease that this uh, coffer is infected with is not just regular blood veil. It is like super... Concentrated, refined form. Super duper blood veil. Seems to bypass the Versian immunity. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, uh, after a death said coffer is closed and then reopened, its magic dissipates, rendering the box completely mundane. Mm-hmm. Some death said coffers feature complex locking mechanisms, uh, which require successful disabled device checks of DC 30 or higher to open. 
Okay. Uh, the ones that you find in here, uh, each of them has the body of some sort of animal in it. Mm. And uh, nothing else in them. All right. Yeah, they're, I mean, the magic has been expended, so. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. I'm not going to touch. I'm not going to touch the animal. <laughs> no. I think that's a bad idea. You know, I can see how you might think that. <laughs> uh, give it a week, then we'll take care of them. Um, okay. okay, now, so however, turning your attention to uh, the uh, reality of your situation. Yeah. Lenore um, is dead. Yeah, let's... Um, they do have a scroll, though. Yeah, what I want to do is I want to get out of this shrine to Ergothoa. Sure. Because... I'm not doing any resurrection. Do you want to do anything to the shrine, or oh, yes, face it in any way? Yes, I would love to. Uh, yeah. So the the fountain is empty. Um, yes. I think all my characters are gonna spit in it for good measure. The uh, spit grows into a swirling pool of no! blood. No, <gasps> no. It's... Um, uh, Unia and Center are both going to pray to their respective deities. All right. Um, uh, the uh, center. Uh, I imagine. Are you taking up the scythe? Yeah. So uh, as you pray to Vonimos, you can hear the sound of of swirling winds and crashing waves, and you see that the scythe begins to change. The skeletal head takes on a more mask-like quality. Like that of a psychopomp. Rather than a skeletal raven head, it's yes. now a psychopomp mask. Yes. Uh, and uh, the haft twists uh, with the with like the forms on it uh, shifting to some kind of a feathered look. Mm, that's nice. So uh, does it? Does anything change about it besides the appearance? The, the blade is glowing. Ooh, uh, okay. I want to. I'll have Damien spellcraft that. Uh, Thirty. Uh, you would gather that the, that there is a powerful evocation energy being suffused into the scythe, Ooh. which is roughly equivalent uh, to hallow. Oh. But it's sort of beyond the normal bounds of of hallow. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh, powerful. Uh, you get this seems to be a temporary effect. Yeah, it's like hallow in all caps. Yes. Okay. Um, woo. All right. Um, okay. Uh, so this, 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 uh, this scythe is, uh, temporarily extremely holy. Good. Um, um, um I, I'm going to take my newly and holy scythe. Uh, and or Center is going to take her newly and holy scythe, and she's going to just hack away at the um, the statue of Ergothoa yeah. in the center of the shrine. Yeah, you hit the statue, and the scythe goes through it like butter. Hey. And you watch, uh, and you and uh, you can see as the as the magic charges through it, and like a crack just goes up the statue. And then down through the basin of the fountain, and and it crumbles into dust. Today, the pallid princess was laid low. 
it crumbles away into dust, and then a wind whips up around center, blowing clean the altar that bears this seven-pointed star. So yeah, does this star look familiar to any of you? Everybody shakes their head. Um, Center wasn't actually there for that check, so... Yeah, it is, uh, uh, for reference, it is a it is uh, a seven-pointed star with little niches carved out of the points. Uh, there is an empty space in the center. There's also a ring going around the edges connecting the, uh, the uh, branches of the star. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's uh, strange runes carved into the floor in between the points of the star. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we'll look it up later. Um, so we're going to take our our hall um, and uh, Lenore. Okay. Um, and carry Lenore. Carry Lenore out of out of the Ergothoan shrine. Is there? I'm I'm trying to figure if there's anywhere we can go here that isn't like covered in disgusting Ergothoan iconography. I mean, uh, probably the best place would be uh, like either the. Uh, either the cult quarters, actually, mm-hmm. uh, or um, Queen's Physician's uh, supply room. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll, or uh, we'll, the operating room where Rolf was. Um. Okay. Uh. We'll 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 go back to the coat room. Uh. You walk through you walk through the hall of pestilence, mm-hmm. uh, where the tanks uh, containing Luca Damon's are, and you just mm-hmm. see the one Luca Damon continuing to. Oh, by the way, I, I don't know if I, if I mentioned this, but you are all level eight now. Hey! Uh, congratulations. Uh, and uh, you can take time to prep new spells and things. Mm. Uh, 15 minutes to add your new spells. Okay. Uh, but, like, uh, you could probably do that later. Yeah. Uh, right now, Lenore is dead. Yes. Um, so we're going to take uh, Lenore's body back to the coat room. Okay. Um, we're going to clear off, uh, the table in there okay. and lay her on it. Okay. Um, uh, center is going to go around and just with some chalk, um, draw holy symbols of Vonimos, um, and, uh, it's sort of just over any Ergothoan iconography that might be there. Mm-hmm. Um, while Unia pulls out the scroll of Ray's dead. Okay. Now, I think I need to make a, some sort of caster level check. Yeah, you need I, to make a caster level check because you're not currently capable of casting yeah. Raised Dead. Okay. Um, however, I think the caster level of Raised Dead would be ninth. Yeah, because it's a fifth uh, level spell. It's a fifth level spell. So I get and those so next level. You just need to not roll a one. Okay. And if you roll a one, you just try again. Yeah. I got an 11. So everybody will, right. will sit around uh, the table with Lenore's battered and broken body all right on it and unia will unroll the scroll and begin reading everybody will sort of you know leak hands um damien and ophelia are sort of like holding on to each other's shoulders for support and um center uh is waiting and sort of defending as the raised dead ritual happens. Okay. So, uh, you spend a minute casting the spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are you, what are you saying to, uh, bring Lenore back? Oh, great and powerful Aridon, protector of those who hide in shadow. We've performed a great service to the people of Corvosa on this day. We will soon 
be able to save many who are hurt and scared. And we would not have been able to do this without Lenore's assistance. Protect her. Bring her back. That she may be rewarded for the work she has accomplished. Okay. And you see the the symbols on this scroll begin to glow as you speak. Uh, and uh, Lenore, you are quenching some newly hammered, uh, heated metal. Mm-hmm. Edgar is there beside you. Mm-hmm. As you're as you're just seeing the steam rise uh, from the pool in which you are quenching this metal. You in, uh, you hear the hiss of uh, the evaporating water, mm-hmm. and in it you can hear Yonia's voice calling to you. Wait, what? Hello, Lenore. Like, was that looks, your friend? Lenore looks into the water. Yeah, but I thought, like, are they are they outside? Uh, sounds like they need you to do something. Oh, what are they saying? Um, and you'll hear what Yunia said. Uh, by the power of Aridan. Oh. Oh, right. They're calling you back. Right. Um. Right, I'm not done. Oh. Yeah? It, it was pretty easy to forget. Um. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, you know how you get when you're working. Yeah. Hey, we have a finger of yours. <laughs> See him hold up a hand. Uh, he's missing a finger. He, he's missing his ring finger. He goes, ah, wondering where that went. <laughs> Do you want to come back? I'm, uh... I want it to be safe. Right now it's not safe, but once it's safe... Do you want to come back? I miss you. I miss you too. miss you every day. Well... You got work to do. I, yeah. You I do, do good work, hon. So do you. <laughs> uh, Lenore's gonna go over to um, to Edgar, and uh, and hold him close, mm. and give him a kiss on the top of his head. Oh. And uh, he I'll will. See you soon, okay? He will. Uh, he will uh, rest his head on your chest, mm. and he'll go. I'll be waiting for you. I love you. I love you too. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. Uh, and Lenore is going to uh, go outside. So you open the door. Unia is calling to you. Mm-hmm. You can hear the voice echoing from far away, calling you in the name of Aridin. As you open the door, you can see the road out onto some street in Corvosa. Mm-hmm. And you see the world seem to flex around you. Oh. As it seems to be contracting oh. in on itself. And as it does, the form of like the buildings and the streets and everything shifts and wisps off into shadow. Oh. You see, as as everything's contracting, the world is sort of like lensing away into this like warped spherical shape yeah uh, as as it twists and turns and the world itself becomes shadow in the midst of it you can hear 
Yunia's voice calling you. And you can see the world outside the door continuing to rush past. You are aware of this echoing of beseeching the name of Eridan. You feel echoes that seem to reverberate from the multiverse itself, as if seeking some sort of purchase somewhere in existence. Imagine that, like, as the world is warping around in, outside the door, you see the shadows swirling. You can see stars and and planets and golden cities larger than you could have thought possible and maelstroms of chaotic energy swirling and and fire and light and everything in existence swirls before you until it all sizzles out into shadow. A great obsidian wall rushes toward you. And you find your and you find yourself looking through a crack. The wall rising uh, out of the ground and 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 just continuing up into the clouds. You find yourself being pulled through a crack in this wall, and you are greeted by the cacophony of screams. What? Chains rush by, and you find yourself being pulled through a web of chains that seems to go on forever. You find yourself being pulled into dark, shadowy halls. There are people in various states of torture rushing past you, and you find yourself being pulled into a room through a keyhole where you find a box. A coffin-like box. Bearing the symbol of an eye worn and broken. You, f- you feel yourself pulled through the iris of the eye and you see it's like the shadowy skeleton of a man with gossamer skin pulled over it. You can see, basically you can see through the skin in yeah. and into the body and you can yeah. see like the skeleton and organs within uh-huh. uh, as if that as if there is just a small aspect of a man here oh my gosh and as the as you hear Unia's voice echoing the eyes open and there is brilliant energy shining within but it falters oh. as it's looking at you and you just hear it just you just hear it weakly do you wish to return? Yes. By my power, it is done. And as you hear it is done, you feel you feel pulled back. You see everything that you've just seen go in reverse as you're pulled out. Uh, and then as, as the shadows are fading back and the light is coming back to the world, <laughs> your eyes open. Ah! Oh my god. Uni, it's really him. Uni smiles. <laughs> of course it is. Welcome back. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Now, Holy shit, uh, man! Now, Lenore can attempt a knowledge planes or a knowledge religion if you want. Um, if you have ranks in it, I don't think I have ranks in either of those yeah. things. You don't know what you saw, but you but what you saw, it looked like what you've seen depictions of Aridin look like. Yeah. And you got that the thing speaking to you. Basically, it was in a box marked Aridin. It was in a box marked Aridin, uh, and uh, you got the sense that this that at least the power calling on you was the power of Aridin. But the thing in the box was not was not like a living god. Yeah. It was a shadow. It was some sort of shadow, yes. Yeah. Um now I I will say uh Lenore has no ranks in anything. Uh all 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 she can figure out pretty much is that the this is a uh, there was a, a a dead god in a box marked Aridin, and he brought her back. Uh, and so Yunia is probably telling the truth. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> now everything else that you've seen, it's very quickly fading from your mind. Yeah, you're not like you're like. I think there were there was there was a wall shadow and screaming. Uh huh. And ugh. um, if anybody else wants to make a knowledge planes or knowledge religion as. Lenore is talking about this. Yeah. You can make it at a minus 10. Yeah. Do it at penalty. Yeah. Uh, well. Because uh, her description is very vague and it's yeah. uh, not very clear. Damien and Sinter are going to try a knowledge religion check together. Okay. Uni is also going to try a knowledge religion check. You know, they don't know what the deal is. <laughs> uh-huh. They would like to figure it out. So knowledge religion. Uh, we'll roll Unia first because their tab is first on my list. Uh, they got 10. Uh, so they'll help. Um, okay. Damien has the best modifier, so he's taking point. Uh, Damien got a whoo, got an 18 on die for a total uh, of, for a total of, uh, now that we're level eight, uh, for a total of 32 minus uh, some minus and 10. And then, and then Center's gonna roll as well to aid. Um, to aid, yeah. And Center does not aid. Uh, Center no. is extremely, extremely shaken. Uh, by the uh, by the sundering of the yeah. shrine and the yeah by just everything that's okay. happened. Um, Damien. So so that's a um so uh, uh Unia aids so that's a thirty four good lord minus ten twenty four so twenty four mm-hmm. with that uh you will gather shadow chains screaming it sounds like the domain. Of Zon Kuthon. Oh. Zon Kuthon is the lawful evil god of envy, pain, darkness, and loss. He is worshipped by sadists and masochists. And uh, Lenore would actually probably, uh, once you guys start saying like Zon Kuthon, you go like, oh yeah, I know about Zon Kuthon. Zon Kuthon, uh, is an enemy of Shellen. Yeah. Um, Zonkuthan is, um, Shellen has sworn to, um, I think, kill him. Yeah. You're uh, like, I'm not quite sure yeah, what the deal is. Uh, the, there's something, something about Shellen's glaive. Yeah. He's, he's really bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically hates everything good in the world. Yeah. He, he enjoys the infliction of pain on the world. Uh, and his followers similarly enjoy both the feeling of pain and the infliction of pain. Mm-hmm. 
the the origin of the magic does seem to be from Eridan. Oh my gosh. But some fragment taken and placed in the vaults of Zonkathon. Oh my gosh. Oh, stored as like a freaking trophy or something. Oh. Uh, or being tortured itself. It, yeah, it seems that there is... Oh my god. Based, based on this description, it sounds like this is coming from Zovacane. Zovacane. Yeah, Zovacane, uh, the home of Zonkuthon on the Shadow Plane. Oh my gosh. But, you know, it's, it's hard to tell exactly. Yeah. But when, when Lenore says that the thing calling to her was Eridan, when you are called back to life, you know what entity calls you back. Yeah. Now it's possible to fool somebody. Yeah. Probably. Lenore is shivering. Um, uh, while Damien is uh, dumping this information, Unia is going to use. Uh, does the scroll of resurrection have. Or, sorry, does the scroll of restoration have the uh, 1000 gold diamond dust component um, on it? Yes, I believe you have to have that. Okay. In order uh, to, when you make a scroll, you have to include the material component. Okay, so Unia is going to uh, just get rid of one of Lenore's two negative levels right now. Great. Uh, they're going to reach out and just sort of smooth some of Lenore's hair. Um, and Lenore will calm down a little bit, uh, start breathing a little bit more easily. Now, Lenore will probably have, like, a very nasty scar. Yeah. Uh, from where uh, the scythe claw hit you. Yeah, where did it Where did it actually end up hitting? Uh, probably from, like, your shoulder across your body. Oh. Just, like, yeah, this, so there's just, like, this angry... Um, like, slightly pale skin. Yeah. Um, just seems to be drained of life. Kind of like uh, the wound that... Um, that Frodo gets. That Frodo gets. Yes, kind of. Except this will actually heal up. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be like a festering wound forever. Yeah. Um, that slowly kills him and then... Uh, that slowly <laughs> kills Lenore and then she has to go into the West. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Who knows? Um, that was an act of God. So Lenore's going to be back up at eight hit points because uh, it's equal to your hit dice. And so... so um, imagine somebody... Supports Lenore out. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll also go and... Um, oh, so uh, Unia is also going to do one of their treat deadly wounds on Lenore. Uh, okay. I rolled uh, a natural one, and then I rolled a total of 26. That will heal Lenore up one point of constitution and charisma damage. Okay. And then Lenore also heals 13 points of damage. Okay. So you get back to uh, the prisoners. Yeah. Ruan will look up at you, and uh, you see that a few people have been healed. Mm, uh, good. I did what I could, but their injuries are far beyond my skill, I'm afraid. Uh, um, Siren. Siren will come forward as people are... They're at, everybody else is sort of supporting Lenore. Um, is it... Have you killed the... Yeah. They're all dead. Um, there are some cultists, I think, who are still knocked out, but the area is safe. Um, you are true heroes, all of you. What are you called? We're the cover of night. The cover of night. I thank you. We're going to get you out of here. Are, are you all able to stand and walk now? And uh, a few of them, yeah, they'll, they'll sort of like weekly... We can help you if you can't. It's just yeah. going to take a little longer. There's uh, so um, the the people that were in the main room: uh, Hostler, uh, Dalvin Crand, uh, and Olena Hatch. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they they seem to need like support getting yeah. out. Okay. Um, but um, like the people that were in the cells, uh, they seem that they can walk on their own. Oh, also, I'm gonna cast cure. I'm gonna use the cure disease wand, uh, and I'm gonna boop uh, Lenore with that. Okay. And also the two sick folks, uh, okay. who we currently uh, have the, uh, yeah. the masks a, on. Roll a uh, remove disease check. Eighteen for Lenore. Okay. And now for the dude, and then we'll roll for the lady. Uh, 21 for the dude. Okay. Oh, and a 13 for the lady. Okay, you do not remove it on the lady. Uh, uh, you do remove it on Lenore and the, the other guy. Okay, there's not really any way for me to know, uh, so I'll just, uh, yeah. I'll just, we'll go as if we, <laughs> as if we succeeded. Yes. Um, I'll expend three charges there. Um, okay. But we'll, we'll lead everybody up the lift upstairs. Okay. And uh, it'll take a few times up and down the yeah, lift. Yeah. Um, you will see that there are um, restrained uh, Grey Maidens and uh, Queen's Physicians that are st- some of them starting to come to consciousness now. Mm-hmm. Looking at you. We're just gonna, we're just gonna give them nice glares back. Uh, is anybody bringing, like, like the body of Endason or anything? Yeah. We'll bring, we'll bring up the, the cracked husk that once was Endason. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and uh, I imagine also Rolf. And the, and the body of Rolf and the body of Dr. Duvalis. Okay. And just sort of tie them all together. Yep. And put a sign on that says <laughs> to Crescent Croft. I practically gift wrap those villains for you. Yes. Uh, um, and so um, yeah, you take a few times going up and down mm-hmm. the elevator. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as, you know, about an hour has probably passed by now, mm-hmm. you will see uh, that basically uh, by the time you're ready to leave the building you will see that uh, a group of soldiers has gathered outside Uh Um, Um, opening the door you will see both Cordetra Destade leading a contingent of Grey Maidens and Cressida Croft leading a contingent of Corvosan Guards okay um, and uh, and and Cressida will be like, we heard that there was a disturbance. We're gonna what's walk, happened? We're gonna walk out with our rescued kidnapping victims. And so you start walking out onto the street with all of these victims over your arms, aiding them out as they limp forward into the sunlight. Some of them flinching at the brightness of the light. Uh, you can see that there are there are in addition to all the soldiers, every window on the street, people have like come to their windows and are like looking out at you. Siren will say with some volume. The hospice of the Blessed Maiden was a front for the Temple of Ergothoa. <gasps> Gasps go up from the crowd. You can see, you can see Cordetra Destade and the Grey Maidens are like sort of looking at you. We have reports that guards were killed. Do you have evidence of this? We presented our evidence to the guards and to the Queen's physicians inside and we were attacked we defended ourselves. We rescued these kidnapped victims. They've been experimented on. You can see Cordetra Destate has like her hand on the hilt of her sword. And you attacked Grey Maidens. Were they in league with the Ergothoans? Yes. What have you found? How were our soldiers tricked into this plot? Dr. Duvalis was a skilled liar. He had many convenient stories and many convenient excuses. He had everyone on the outside convinced 
that he was doing everything he could to cure Blood Veil. But the hospice and all of the people working in it were working to spread Blood Veil. We'll go through the notes. We'll show the maps. Here's how, here's how uh, the infections follow the patrols. Here are the infected healers kits. Here are all the notes. And the experiments they were doing were not to cure Blood Veil. They were to figure out why some Verizians are immune and bypass it. As, as you present this evidence, Cordetra looks at you and just says, Then it was all a sham. Yeah. The doctor. He was working with them the entire time. Yes. She motions to a few of, of the Grey Maidens. Have him taken to the Temple of Asmodeus. We will extract a confession. Even as he was meeting with you and Field Marshal Croft at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., he was meeting with this A, Lady Andason, the High Priestess of this Temple of Ergothoa, at midnight and noon. And you present the body. As we killed her, she completed a ritual that turned her into a powerful undead, which we destroyed. Then it is done. Yes. What will be done? And so, and so, uh, somebody out in the, in one of the buildings goes, but they were the only ones working on a cure. What will be done now? Can anything save us from blood veil? We have a lot of notes. We'll find a cure. Uh, and, uh, Ruan Mirakova will actually push out past you and just goes, these heroes, they call themselves the cover of night. If not for them, those cultists would have destroyed our entire city. They are the greatest of heroes, and the city must offer them thanks for its salvation. They hold in their hands the key to saving all victims of Blood Vale. Let me sing a song about the cover of night and <laughs> And so then, uh, and then Ruan begins to sing about how you vanquish the necromancers, and uh, and and as we all stand there and drink in our citywide approval, no one notices that Sinter is nowhere to be found. <laughs> she just lowers Plague Doctor Mask, leaves out the back door, casts invisibility on herself. Yeah, uh, just um. Uh, Homer uh, Simpson sinks into the bushes. She, is, <laughs> she has she has invisibility as a uh, Durgar spell-like ability oh, once a day. Interesting. She, she sneaks off. Disappears. Everybody else is okay with this? Yes. The, the praise and the adoration and all of the things? I mean, you know, a little uncomfortable, but honestly, we put in a lot of work. <laughs> uh, right. Um, you know, and and it's kind of fun to be told how uh, wonderful we are and how much we save the city right in front right. of Cordetra. <laughs> uh, you and you, basically, yeah. Um, as you as you were uh, describing what you found, Cordetra had like a grip on her sword, and basically, as soon as it was suggested, and then you ex and then you corroborated that Devalis was a traitor. Yep. Uh, she released the grip on her sword. Yep. We are not telling anyone about the. We're not telling any. <laughs> we're not telling anyone in public about the queen. So yeah, um, uh, in reference to, and Dason said that she was given this task by the queen. Yeah, um, and Devalis being like, "I'm not the one who signed the contract," and yep. blah blah blah. Uh, like so. <sighs> um, 
So you have the notes. <laughs> yes, we have. Uh, now you can study the notes yes. if you want. I would like to study the notes. Uh, I believe it's a craft alchemy. <gasps> hey, Ophelia has a headband that gives her... Gives uh, her alchemy now. Craft alchemy, yeah. All right. Here we go. It maxes out your ranks in craft alchemy. Yep. So I have a plus 13. And I believe that's also a class skill. Oh, yes. Craft is usually a class skill. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so I have a plus 13 to craft alchemy. Oh, that that could have rolled better. A 19. Basically, a day goes by mm-hmm. of you like looking through these notes. Mm-hmm. And Ophelia muttering to herself as the knowledge of Rolf Lamb yeah. like unfurls in her mind. It's... It's really, uh, you're, you're, you're honestly distracted by basically every time you make, uh, uh, make a, like basically as you're reading it, you know, mm-hmm. the information about how alchemy works, it's, it's now like entering into your mind mm-hmm. over the day. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, there's also, there's this distracting reverence for yeah. the death and disease that's also creeping into your mind. Ugh. You can just feel like the echoes of Rolf, Rolf's joyful laughter Ooh. as you go over how the disease works its way through people's bodies. Every once in a while, Ophelia needs to take a break and just dry heave into a bucket. Yeah, and uh, you don't manage to crack the code uh, within a day. Uh, another day uh, yeah. of work. Yeah. Okay. Mm, yeah, make me another check. That's better. 27. Okay. So... Basically, uh, on the first day you that this is going on, you are unable to make any clear progress on Damien, it. Damien comes in and just refreshes the coffee mug. Uh, but on the second day, you feel like you've got something. Uh-huh. All told, it takes you five days of work. Okay. Looking through this, eventually you manage to figure out that like basically you're making you're making connections between uh all of the research that Archminos did mm-hmm. and that Rolf did and uh you know probably plastering uh papers on the wall with string mm-hmm. you know you find that the thing that has been granting an immunity right mm-hmm. is not a factor of the is not a factor of Varicians uh-huh. is it a, it is a factor of blood veil itself oh that there is some sort of supernatural presence of some sort of benevolent entity that exists within the disease blood veil that has a chance of sparing varicians and what you gather is that essentially the way to make a cure is to filter out the deadly elements of blood veil and distill basically where they were distilling away this Uh supernatural influence if you were to, if you were to, oh, work the other way and and titrate, titrate and like yeah. strengthen the uh, yeah. strengthen the supernatural element of it. Uh huh. You could create a cure. Not <sighs> only could you create a cure, but you could create a cure with the same infectious nature that the disease has. Oh, anti blood veil. Yes. Now, you gather that this would be kind of difficult for you, mm-hmm. uh, but with the notes that you're writing, you are able to find a way to, uh, you are able to find like a formula that like a more experienced alchemist mm-hmm. might be able to use to mass produce the anti-blood veil. Cressida will, uh, 
when you present these findings. She says, we're going to need every alchemist we can find working on this. Okay. Uh, and she says, uh, your brother is good. We are aware of another alchemist. With significant contribution, we might be able to turn to this task. They are currently in the employ of Devargo Barvasi, the king of spiders. Oh. You mean the alchemist who's been making shiver? The production of drugs for Eel's End is covered under their vice taxes. They have the right to produce what they produce. I have recently been made aware that they have been illegally distributing the failed byproducts of this. Siren smiles a little bit to herself. Uh. But I think it would be in their best interest to comply with a mandate that they turn all of their alchemical skill to this. Do you think that we'll be able to use the knowledge that we have of their illegal activities to leverage them into compliance? I think you can find a creative solution. Mm. Uh, and just to fast forward a little bit, mm-hmm. basically, you are able to blackmail. Yes. The, the blackmail uh, eels end yes. into helping to produce this. Basically, we don't tell anybody that you were illegally distributing the failed by- byproducts. If that's if that if you're all right with doing that. Yeah. Uh, if you turn your lab to producing this and you hand over the formula for the anti blood veil. Yeah. To which uh, they'll basically go. Yeah, well, like, we're, we're some of the idiots that live in this city. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. By now, about a week has gone by. Can I cast uh, Restoration on Lenore a second time now? Yes. All right. I will spend the money to do that. Okay. And Lenore is feeling better. So, so um, now I understand that you have other things that you want to do that are a little bit more time sensitive. But yeah. I would like to get across uh, this part, the yeah. denouement of this story. Yes, I understand. Um, now at some point during this, I believe you want to go and save Kester. Yes. Uh, but for, as for blood veil Mm -hmm. over the next four weeks, every alchemist that the guard can get access to sets themselves to the task of creating sirens cure. And as the end of the month passes, it becomes clear that the number of cases of blood veil have been reduced to such a degree that it can be easily quarantined on the mainland. <sighs> now, the barricade over old Corvosa is still being maintained. Yeah. As it's as Bloodvale is now the least of anyone's worries on Endron Isle. Yeah. There's story of gang violence. There there are stories of shifting power dynamics that the people of Endron Isle no longer really pay heed. To the Crimson Throne. Well, that worked out real well for you, didn't it, Iliosa? <laughs> uh, and so the Grey Maidens are maintaining a barricade. Uh, every now and then they allow somebody to go in mm-hmm. with the cure. But those people don't seem to come out. Ooh. So let's see. Let me see. So you cured it. Five days, you said? Well, you found the cure. You found the cure within five days. Uh-huh. Uh, but then... Uh, uh, Raina's checking a series of tables. Yeah, it's with a all very of the complex. with all of the things that I have so or have not done. You didn't cure it in a day. You didn't cure it in in a week. 
but you cured it within... Gosh, I imagine that would be like a natural 20 on a craft alchemy check you cured in a day. Uh <laughs> All told, by the end of the month, it becomes clear the entire death toll of Bloodvale was some 1,920-ish people, Oof. which makes up about 10% of the population of the city. Ooh, that's a lot. It definitely would have been worse if we hadn't cured it, but... Ooh. Um, that's However, a lot. Uh, additionally, during this time, the name Cover of Night mm -hmm. is being spread almost as fast as the cure that they helped to create. Within a week, everyone you know knows that you're heroes. After two or three weeks, you start realizing that as you go into shops, people are just offering to just give you food for free. Actually, what kind of armor uh, is uh, Ophelia wearing right now? Ophelia has the uh, glamoured studded leather okay. on. Um, I think uh, so. Siren's Siren's kit now would look a little bit more like um, what sort are we going with? Like sea, like a like a seabird sort of. Yeah, yeah, uh, like a, like a siren. Uh, yeah, the mythical like, the mythical uh, Greek. Yes. Not to be confused with Sirens the Mermaids. Yeah. Uh, uh, we definitely don't want anybody thinking that Sirens a mermaid. Uh, <laughs> um, or um, Sirens just the sexy ladies on rocks. Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, sirens in the Pathfinder universe are the mythical birds with the head of a woman uh, and the body of a bird. Yeah. They're, they're like harpies, but not as nasty. Yeah. More like uh, elegant and beautiful. And so you will you will have uh do you have a cloak of resistance? Uh yes. Do you have a ring of protection? Yes. Okay. Um both of the oh, oh somebody I guess somebody would have taken the cloak plus two. Uh probably Ophelia would have taken the plus two cloak because of the uh those those will saves. Ooh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, actually, yeah. Um an artisan will see your cloak that is still the, the new cloak of uh, resistance plus two mm -hmm. and offer to change the change out the symbol for free <gasps> yeah and uh then they take a bit of time and they give you back a cloak that has a shield on the center mm -hmm. with a with an elegant sweeping s like 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 waves sweeping through the shield and a hood peering over the top of the shield the tip of the hood coming to almost like a beak like point <laughs> it's like it's like Superman. Yeah, it's like Superman. But but cooler. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so this will be this will be Cloak of Resistance plus two uh, that has an additional thousand gold worth of <gasps> of uh, work put into it. Ooh. Ma mainly being if you choose to upgrade it at a later date, it already has an extra thousand gold worth of uh, value. Mm. I'm going to put Cloak of Resistance plus two with Siren symbol. Mm -hmm. um, as time goes on. Basically, you start receiving packages in the mail um, <laughs> of beautiful jewelry, uh, exquisitely illustrated harrow decks, and fine clothing uh, with a total of 250 gold for each of you. So that's going to be... Uh, they heard there were five people involved. So <laughs> you get uh, 1,250 gold worth of stuff. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. Um, and then basically, as, the as time goes on, Cressida will invite you in to uh, Citadel Volshynik, and she will just say, the cure is proceeding apace, and good. the city owes you everything. I mean, we're just, we're just doing what we could. You've done far more than anyone could expect of you. 
You are true heroes. Uh, Lenore blushes a bit. She actually pulls out her sword. And she places the tip of it on the ground. And rests her hand uh, on the hilt. If you would like, please place your hand upon the sword. Uh, All four of them will place their hands on the sword. You have all proven yourselves great judges of character, arbiters of justice, and heroes of Corvosa. I offer you official in statement as members of the Corvosan Guard. Oh. Do you swear to uphold the peace of Corvosa and to protect its citizens against all threats? Yes. Um, it, do we, do we have, it's, uh, Lenore elbows Damien in the side. Ow! Yes. (laughs) Uh, And she, she sort of goes, it's generally best if you say, I, your name, so swear. Uh, uh, I, Damien Cosmos, so swear. Uh, I, Lenore Milosevic, so swear. Um, I, Siren, so swear. I, Unia, so swear. Then I deputize you as members of the Corvosan Guard. As such, the armory of Citadel Volshynik is open to you. You may choose any weapons or armor valued up to 2,500 gold from the armory. Yeah! Each of you may choose these things. Excellent. Additionally, you have been invited to an award ceremony (laughs) by the queen. Oh, shit. A confession has been extracted from Dr. Duvalis. It seems that he was working with the Red Mantis to undermine the city. Mm-hmm. The party sort of uncomfortably side glance at each other. There will be a public execution of all who served under him. And the queen has invited you to an honorary banquet. Lenore smiles. Her smile is a little forced. How could we possibly say no? Uh, now, would you have taken effort to let Cressida know? Um, yeah, uh, I was I was sort of wondering when we were going to tell her. Uh, if we hadn't told her already, we'd tell her now. Just like, <clears throat> rest you, get out of here. I'll take responsibility for this. Okay. Make sure nobody's listening. Okay. Uh, there would be gray maidens outside. Felia uh, and Damien are going to strike up some really, really annoying conversation. And, uh, okay, um, settle settle a, a, a disagreement for us here. Okay, oh, Siren thinks that hot dogs count as sandwiches. Oh, no. Do you think hot dogs? I don't. I They can't be sandwiches. You, They're in buns. That's different about? from two pieces of bread. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And um, while... While they're uh, talking the Grey Maiden's ears off. There's something that we haven't told anyone because it could put anyone who knows about it in a lot of danger. We learned something about who's behind Bloodvale. And we were told by Lady Andason herself. Now, it's possible that 
she was lying. It's, you know, that she was trying to say something to make us lose faith in each other. But I think she was just gloating. Before we went down to the Temple of Ergothoa, Dr. Devalis told us that Corvosa was already dead. Even if we stopped Bloodvale, somebody had signed a contract. Lady Andesen told us that Queen Iliosa hired her to make Bloodvale to infect the people of Corvosa. Hmm. Well, do you, there, have, do you have evidence that supports this? Anything substantial? No. Okay. Then you've probably made the right decision not saying anything. But I just, I want you to know. We wanted you to know. Because it's awfully convenient, isn't it? How Bloodvale stopped people from fighting against the queen. Yeah. And now there's gray maidens on every street. With a mandate that they are allowed to enter anyone's home under penalty of death. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people who oppose the queen have left the city. Or died. Or died. The tenth of the population is dead. I don't think this is the last tragedy we're going to see here. And I well, don't think it's the last tragedy we're going to see of this scale. I think you're right. Especially if what you're saying is true. And she nods. I trust you. Be on your guard. We don't have any evidence. But as soon as we do, we'll let you know. In I'll the meantime, have, don't tell anybody. I'll have my most trusted agents looking. Okay. Just so you know, our mutual friend is investigating. Okay. They certainly do a good job of that. Indeed. I wish they could have gotten some of the credit for the work they did. But What I've learned working with them, they don't do it for the credit. Yeah. All right. Now, I think if I let my friends uh, keep talking about sandwiches, they're actually going to incite violence. So um, we should probably call it here. Um, Stay safe. Really, we don't know how deep this goes. We don't. I think it's time to start organizing everything we can get. Yeah. It might mean some strange bedfellows in the coming months. Yeah. I know this can't be easy for you. I'll tell you what I learned a while ago. When powerful people, when people beyond the law have done something wrong, it's really hard to get the law to bring them in. Yeah. But keep your head down. And keep looking. We will. I'll try to keep you up to date. Okay.
for what it's worth, everyone knows what you did. You all are the saviors of the city. Yeah, but even that was balanced on a knife's edge. Iliosa, no matter what she might want, she can't ignore this. I suppose that's why she's inviting us to this celebration. Mm -hmm. Keep it quiet. And you might get out of this alive. Yeah. And maybe if we keep working long enough, we can find a way to get it out to the public. Thank you for believing us. I don't know who else I could believe. Um, I'm going to make a sense motive check just to see if Cressida is open to being hugged. <laughs> uh, Lenore is not particularly good. That's a 10. Does, does Cressida, does Cressida want a hug? Um, she, she would probably be amenable to a hug. Lenore's going to give her a hug. She just sort of awkwardly pats on the back. I know you went through a lot. Yeah. But I'm back. Yeah. And I'm okay. And I'm not going to stop until this is fixed. Okay. Okay. Take care of yourself. Oh, one more thing. When I check the armory, there's something special for the four of you. Ooh. Okay. 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 Ask for... The ambassador's special. The ambassador's special. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, Lenore's uh, Lenore's gonna nod uh, and open up the door. How many times have I told you? <laughs> it doesn't matter if a hot dog is a sandwich or not. Categories are meaningless. And now I'm hungry. Let's go get something to eat. <laughs> we can't just we can't just describe Talden Talden philosophies and language to the entire world. <laughs> So, um, uh, there will be a very large chest. It's practically, uh, it's basically a shipping crate. All right. Let's take a look at Cressida's large chest. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> You'll crack it open. Inside, you will find four full suits of Hell Knight armor. Oh, my word. Uh, and you can see that there is like a note inside. Compliments of Ambassador Darvain Gios Ampre. <laughs> uh, that there, there, is, there, is, uh, there are instructions. So travel between Hell Knight strongholds is often done by teleportation circle. Mm. However, only a Hell Knight can go through the teleportation circle to a Hell Knight bastion. This armor has been authenticated by the Order of the God Claw and will be recognized as Hell Knight armor as agents of the God Claw should you seek passage into a Hell Knight fortress. Oh my gosh. Is it all full plate? It's, uh, uh, I believe, I believe it is all full plate. <laughs> Uh, there will like, also there will also actually, actually there will also be in with it a bag of holding. Okay, good. 
uh, a bag of holding type two, I believe. Ooh, fancy. There's basically instructions on how to wear the armor mm-hmm. in such a way that it will pass the authentication check of the of the <laughs> teleportation circle. It's like uh like a um an instruction booklet for putting a Lego set together. Yeah. <laughs> Like a piece uh, and of basically, what, what you see is inscribed on the interior of the armor, there are like infernal runes ah. that you would gather. Uh, does, it, does anybody read infernal? Yes, uh, Damien can read infernal. Uh, Damien, uh, what you basically see is like is like there is uh, there are runes inscribed on this that say that the wearer of this armor is a rightful hell knight, and that they have permission from Lictor Severs Devree to enter. The uh, to enter Citadel Vraid via teleportation circle. Mm. Okay, okay. This is how we get Kester back. So, what's our timeline here? When does um, Queen Iliosa want to meet with us? Uh, she wants to meet with you. Uh, I think uh, in uh, by at the end of at the end of the current week. Uh, let me. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna advance the calendar. I know we said that you were gonna do it right away, but like. Mm. Uh, uh, Cressida would have told you that she might have a way to help you. Yeah, yeah, and and, and we would have we uh, we trust Cressida uh, at this point. Uh, we need we need to find allies where we can uh, for the inevitable um, coup. All right. Uh, so um, we're now getting into Serenith. That's June. Queen Iliosa will want to meet with you on June sixth. This will be the execution of the remaining Queen's physicians. Okay. Uh, and uh, and you will be it, it is generally accepted that you will be uh, recognized as the saviors of the city for all Corvosans to recognize. Okay, we should probably do that before we start going and messing things up at Citadel Raid, uh, just okay. in case we get um, in trouble. Uh, so you you let Tr and Consena know that you've found a way in to get out, Kester. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. They they will be a bit distraught that it's taken so long, but. You know, yeah, they're they trust you. It's to do it. You know, rescue Kester and let everybody die of blood veil or cure mm-hmm. blood veil and then rescue Kester. All right, so you are brought to this grand festival that is being put on. I suppose we'll be wearing our fancy outfits again uh, in uh, Domina Square, actually. Mm. There will be uh, this massive gallows set up. Okay. Uh, probably a little bit more understated. Uh, maybe some of the fancy clothes that people sent us. <laughs> and Iliosa um, will... So basically, um, th- there will be a line of like 20 uh, Grey Maidens. Mm-hmm. Like 10 in front, 10 behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there will be like a speaking platform. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, there's no sign of the queen, actually. Okay. You will be met by uh, the Grey Maidens, who will instruct you where you are supposed to sit. Mm-hmm. There is, like, a shaded box next to, like, a little throne All where right. you might expect the queen is supposed to sit. Mm-hmm. All the preparations will go through. They'll go through, like, what the what the procedure is. You, you will be rewarded for your services to the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they give you the, the proper uh, ways of addressing the queen. Uh... It's, it's, uh, you must always refer to her as her royal majesty. Mm-hmm. Before you are those people who falsely pledged their services to our queen, 
her radiant majesty, mm-hmm. Iliosa Arabaste. Working with the traitor, Rainer Devalis, they duplicitously claimed that they were helping our city even as they spread the very disease they were tasked with curing. If not for the efforts of these brave heroes. This would be, this would be, um, yes. this would be Sabina talking, actually. Ah. How, how is she? Does she look okay? She looks okay. Okay. Um, she looks, obviously, quite stressed. Okay. A little scarred up. Yeah. Um, if not for the efforts of these brave heroes, there is no telling what they might have done. For this, the queen has sentenced them all to die. And actually, about as that happens, you just hear a... And uh, Iliosa appears uh, on the speaking platform and just goes, Greetings, fellow Corvosans. What's she wearing today? She's wearing uh, her nice green execution dress. All right, it's the execution dress. Okay. Uh, She goes, We thank the cover of night for their valiant service to the crown in bringing these traitors to justice. And we thank them for bringing about the swift end of the traitor Rainer Devalis. <laughs> for this, the city of Corvosa will recognize their heroism. And she she uh, actually holds out um she actually holds out uh, a stack of uh, four papers. Ooh. She goes each each of these writs will grant will grant you services equaling 5,000 gold at any honorable shopkeeper here in Corvosa. She has given us gift cards. Gift cards. (laughs) (laughs) To any who deal with the cover of night, remember these writs are as good as cash at any any, any shop. At any shop in Corvosa. And they can be exchanged at the Bank of Abadar for an equal value to the bearer. You can't exchange them for cash, but the shopkeepers, after signing off that they've accepted them, can. <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, they're not cash value, uh, yeah. but, you know. Uh, <laughs> she goes, and I hope that this can be but the beginnings of the healing process. The cure that they helped design has already been circulated through much of the mainland. And we have hopes that it will move on to Endrin Isle soon. Let us all pray for the safety of those who have been most affected by the treachery of Dr. Devalis. Sorry, the 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 Ergothoan going. Let us all pray for the people who were harmed by blood. <laughs> That's pretty rich. Uh, <laughs> um, my my uh, the the characters will not react. Uh, mm-hmm. Make it well safe. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who has the lowest? No, well no, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, she goes, and so she bows her head for a moment. And uh, basically, basically, like, 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 she, she, uh, she actually turns to give you the writs. Mm. Uh, and as she does so, she bows her head for a moment. 
Siren will, uh, Siren, uh, dressed in, in Siren garb, but like, um, sort of, uh, like a fancy version yeah. of you're the, in the siren costume. You're in the, you're in the superhero version yes, now. Yes, the, the resplendent superhero version of the siren costume will reach out a gloved hand and take the Ritz. And uh, uh, say, thank you, your royal majesty. Please, sit. Justice must be served. And now... Actually, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like a, a gallows. It would actually be the, the guillotine. Oh. So she gestures toward the awaiting line of queen's physicians. Off with their heads. And one by one, they are led. And the knife raises. And... Mm. As this is going on, you are, sit- you are seated next to the queen. She turns to you. You know, it was so strange. We had the Temple of Asmodeus extract a full confession, but nothing really told us why Devolus did what he did. I thought perhaps you, you were there with him at his last moments. Did he explain what drove him to betray our trust? Siren will look up into Queen Elios's eyes. Your Royal Majesty, I think some people just want to watch the world burn. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Yeah. She just goes, tragic, isn't it? Yes. Hmm. <sighs> Well, his body will be held by the Temple of Asmodeus until every possible fact has been extracted from him. But I thank you for saving the city. To think he served my family for so long. I don't know how long he was working with these people. It's truly unfortunate. Indeed. I only wish you might have known more. And she looks back at the executions. And each time the knife falls, there is not a flinch. She just watches as I think there's like a dozen of these cultists and and uh, Queen's physicians. As well as all the ones that were out on patrols, actually. Oh, boy. (laughs) As the knife falling, the queen watching, unfazed. I imagine she's smiling. Yeah, you look over. Just a little, no. Just just as as, uh, Siren is saying that you don't have any sign of... Like, Devalis didn't say anything else. Actually... I need to roll a bluff. Okay. All right. All right, Siren. All right. All right, sweetheart. Okay, honey. All right. Okay. 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 You lied to Cresta. You can do this. You can do this. (laughs) 
I got a 19 on die. That's a total of 33. Got a 20 to light a Cressida. Got a 19 to light a Queen. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> My hands are shaking. Uh, what did you get? Uh, 33. So, as you're as you're telling her about uh, that that you didn't get anything more from him, you'll see her look at you in the eyes. You know, I appreciate everything you've done. I think you've earned a moment of rest. Can I sense motive on her? <laughs> yeah. I um. <laughs> Okay. Actually, all... actually, she's she's conveying a actually no, she is conveying a secret message to you. Okay. She is the message that you are getting is uh that that uh basically the message that you're getting from her is she thinks it's about time that you guys took it easy for a while and you know when she says I think it's good for you to take a rest now there is a bit of a veiled threat of don't stick your nose in anything you don't understand. Oh boy, so she knows we knows? So, seems like it. Fuck, I rolled so well! Oh no. Okay. Oh no. Oh, uh, alright, so. Alright. Fuck. Okay. Um, at the end of the execution, uh, you will be met by, uh, by a man who will go, uh, Brent, Brent Barkley here, uh, from the Cavosa Carrier, wanted to get a photo for you for the newspaper. He holds up this, this strange, like, accordion-like device that has, like, a little gla- like, a little, little black cap on the center and a curtain behind it. It's got, like, legs. <laughs> what what is that? This is a camera. A a whatera? A camera. Camera. I hardly know it. What what? No. I, what is what is a camera? What this what this here what this here fancy machine does? It's the newest thing. You see you see we we take the cap off and it and it exposes the light to a photosensitive alchemical pad in the back and it will save your image for all to see from now until the end of time or at least until the negatives fade that's a that's a really interesting application of a photosensitive uh magical stuff but uh, i need to get this picture and uh, i was hoping for a little bit of an interview yeah um i'm just wondering why don't you just use like silent image or something a silent image is good but it only lasts for so long we need something permanent Oh, so does this, can you, like, use this to make, like, an in, an ink print or something? Indeed. You take the negative from the plate, and you transfer it onto, and you transfer it onto paper, and then you can print it over and over and over again. So this will make lots of pictures of us. Yes, your your faces will be all over Corvosa. All right. Um, does my hair look okay? <laughs> uh, and so he's going to take a picture of the entire booth mm-hmm. of you all sitting next to the queen, uh, flanked by the Grey Maidens. Um... Uh, in, in, in spite of uh, needing to, you know, take a nice picture, um, all of our smiles are going to look pretty tight and grim. Oh, yeah, actually, he will say, now you're going to need to hold very still for about a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, no smiles, then. <laughs> Relaxed faces. Okay. Um, and I feel like that should be some sort of check. <laughs> Just to see how much we fidget. Uh, 
group reflex saves? Yeah, that sounds good. Reflex saves. All right. Flow DC. <laughs> All right, we'll just go down the line. Uh, Siren. Uh, Siren got a 30, 31. <laughs> Siren doesn't move. Si- Siren doesn't even blink. Amazing. Uh, Unia got a 14. Unia also okay. sits pretty You're still. Okay. Uh, Damien. Oh, Damien got a 21. Okay. Damien also sits very still. Um, and Lenore. Oh my goodness sake. Uh, Lenore got a 27. Uh, I rolled really well. <laughs> so Unia, Unia shifts around a little bit, but everybody stays, for the most part, extremely still for the photograph. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, uh, you you all you all stand still as as this guy puts his head under the curtain and pulls and pulls the cap off, and you're like, is it doing anything? It's not making any flashy sounds. What's it doing? Is it doing? Here he goes. Shh. <laughs> it's like you sit there for a minute. Unia sniffles, and then he slides the the shutter back over. Basically, he takes off the cap. Pull, like you see something raise up underneath the uh, underneath the curtain, mm-hmm. and then uh, it, he's holding it up for like a minute, and then puts it back down. Well, that's all it takes. You should be in. You should be in. Uh, in the uh, in next Sunday's edition of the Corvosa Carrier. Wow. Are you subscribers to the paper? No. Well, uh, I, I mean, I am, but it just keeps getting sent to my dormant through Nexus and. Uh, I will make sure that you all get a copy. What's your address? Uh, 14 Burnt Bridge Boulevard. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> and I was hoping for an interview. Okay. Well, we could do that at a later day. Uh, I mean, What's a good time for you? Uh, ha- let, me check my, let me check my calendar, actually. Oh, my God. We have a Wednesday open for you or Thursday at noon. Which is better for you? Which Wednesday and which Thursday? This Wednesday and this Thursday. Uh... Okay, um, we could do Thursday, I guess. Great. Well, I'll have my people get in talk with your people. Who's your, who's your, uh, representation? Uh, that would be Ophelia. Um, oh, you represent yourselves. Uh, no, I mean, she's Siren's girlfriend. Oh. Uh, I guess she's, pe- she's technically part of the cover of night. Uh. Oh, yeah, I guess you guys get another 5,000 gold thing for Ophelia. Don't you? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> double dip, double dip. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. You would. Most people don't know. So yeah. And uh, actually, actually, uh, to to that end, uh, the the man in the trilby with the card sticking out of his hat, Gosh. Uh, and the suspenders and the. <laughs> Cigar sticking out the side of his mouth. Uh, he goes, "Well, thank you very much. Uh, we'll make sure that we get that interview. Uh, how about uh, 3 p.m. on Wednesday?" Yeah. Uh, All yeah, right. Wait. I'll see you at 3 p.m. sharp on Wednesday. Wait. Do we say Thursday? <laughs> Thursday. What, Thursday. When we can do? Okay. Okay. Thursday. Noon on Thursday. Then. Noon on Thursday. Okay. All right. Uh, would you prefer the interview to be done at the uh, at the newspaper studio at the newspaper office, or would you prefer it at your home? Uh, you can organize all sorts of things. Uh, obviously, uh, if you're going to do it at your home, you might want to make sure that it's tidy enough for a couple photos. Uh, how about we do it at the office? Great. 
We'll bring you into the studio then. Yeah, that sounds good. You know, you know, we've been we've been uh, we've been experimenting with this pho photography thing, and we've we've thought that maybe if you chained a lot of them together, you might be able to get a moving photograph. Uh, but uh, who knows how that could work? Because it takes a full minute to just get a pose. <laughs> Stop motion. They invent stop motion. <laughs> if only there was some way. Maybe one of these days photography can be just as good as illusion magic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about the, I mean, I don't think anything will really beat it a nice um uh uh major image. Ah, that's just the, that's just the way of the past. Like the way a, of the future is light. Like a programmed image or like a like a permanent oh, that's image. Oh, so, that's so high level. Nobody has access to that has access to that sort of magic. Good point. Good point. Maybe this will be more accessible. This is, this is this, you see, photography is all about bringing bringing the magic of illusion into the into your own home that anyone can do. I am impressed at the pitch you're working on, sir. All right, <laughs> and, he, and he packs up all of his equipment and he goes, uh, "It's a pleasure," and uh, and he walks off into the distance. Nice meeting so you. Now you have an appointment for an interview. Yeah. Uh, Gosh. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I hope we make it back from Citadel Raid in uh -huh, time. Uh huh. All right. We'll get into we'll get into that next okay. time. Okay. On curse. On curse of the, of the Crimson, Crimson Throne. Thank you for listening to this session, and thank you for listening to Book 2, Seven Days to the Grave. To Have and to Roll is produced by David Clark and Katie Dukshire. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder role-playing game are property of Paizo and are used in accordance with their community use policy. This session featured sound effects from Sirenscape's Seven Days to the Grave sound set. For these and other great sound effects for your own tabletop games, check out sirenscape.com. This session also featured music by Philip Melvin, including Chronospheres of Dr. Genevieve Beaumont, Paintings in a Clock Tower, The Bard's Tales, Heroes, and Promise of Hearth. Promise of Hearth is available in three forms, instrumental, original, and a cover by Lorai, which will be our outro for this chapter. This session also featured Decline by Kevin McLeod. If you've enjoyed the show thus far, please remember to leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. Keep your eyes on our social media as we will be having a little giveaway in the lead up to book three. We'll have more details on that when we're closer to launch. We are on Twitter at To Have and To Roll. Rain is at Rain Zero. That's R-A-N-E and the number zero. Daft is at Daft Prodigy. We are also on Tumblr, tohaventoroll.tumblr.com. And remember, we do not have a Patreon, but Rain does work full-time trying to save the world with the power of solar energy. If you would like to see if he can help you switch your home over to solar, please send us an email, tohaventoroll at gmail.com, subject line, Rain's Day Job. That's it for Book 2, Seven Days to the Grave. 
Stay tuned after the outro for a special message from our friends at Dimension Door. We look forward to seeing you again in Book 3. Until then, fight the cult of Ergothoa, get vaccinated, and enjoy the summer. On one cold winter night, many moons ago, you whispered in my ear, spread your wings and go. I remember those times when your light would make me strong, when I gave you my heart and a promise sealed in song. Summer is under threat. I spy with my little eye something big and gray. Oh man, that's a big storm cloud over there, don't you know? One group will brave the storm. Ugh, Suka, it is colder than Baba Yaga's tits out here. Literally, right now. We must use our most powerful weapon. Quick, everyone, love each other. You can listen to the adventure. If you climb in the saddle, you best be ready for the ride. Roll the dice and have some feelings with the Dimension Door podcast as they play through Paizo's reign of winter. Oh, except, you know, you don't actually need to roll the dice because we, we like, we, we pre-recorded this whole thing and we already rolled the dice, so. Shmerigold, no, we are recording right now. Oh, dear. Good girl, just quiet. 